reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. When the weeds sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, did you sow good seed in your field? Then where did the weeds come from? An enemy did this, he replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? No, he answered, because while you are pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvesters, first, collect the weeds and tie them in bundles to be burned. Then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We come every Sunday to worship at the altar of mercy, where God lays down his life for us. This altar is a symbol of the field of our hearts. And the wheat that will become the body of Christ is the seed that is planted in our hearts growing to eternal life. It is a gift of mercy that leads to everlasting mercy. Now what is mercy? Mercy means to create out of nothing. On its own, the field can grow nothing. But if the seed is planted there, then that field will grow abundant fruit. And so Jesus is giving us this parable. It's the second parable in Matthew chapter 13. The first was the sowing of the seed. There he scatters the seed everywhere, even on the bad soil, because that's how God is. He gives us abundantly from the seed of mercy. And so, in the second parable, he's now no longer just giving us the key to understanding all the other parables, but he's giving us this first parable to warn us about the enemy, but also to show us how to let his mercy grow, even if we see the weeds. So let's break this parable down. There's really three ways that we can read this parable. And I think all are important. The first way is, how does this parable apply to the church, the body of Jesus Christ? The second is, how does this parable apply to our relationships with those closest to us? And third, and perhaps most importantly, 
how does this parable apply to the field or the soil of our own hearts? So let's start with the first question. How does this apply to the church? Well, the church is the kingdom of God. The church, I'm going to say this again, the church is the kingdom of God. It's not, you know, this mysterious thing that that's, you know, you know, unidentifiable. No, the, the the word of God is very clear that the kingdom of God is his church. Jesus has already made that clear in his in his ex- explanation in the first parable. And now in the second parable, when he gives the explanation here, he's also going to say that it's the church. So there, there's definitely other interpretations that we can have that will be helpful to us and useful to us. But we need to understand that the this parable is about the church and the kingdom of God is the Catholic Church. So when we look at this, we see that, that the field with the seed planted in it, and it is the kingdom of God and is the church. Then what we have here is a formula that prevents us from being turned off or turned away or uprooting the the seed of mercy that is the Catholic Church. All the way back at the beginning, we I mean, the, like before Jesus even died, there was two or three major scandals. In fact, his whole ministry was a scandal. The the first is that the the one of the followers of Jesus turned him over to evil so that he was crucified. Judas. What a big scandal. Holy smokes. And he did it for, for, you know, for money. It wasn't, it wasn't because of being a true believer that what he was doing was right. It was for money. It was for greed. The love of money is the root of all evil. But Jesus' death was mercy for him. The second was, you know, St. Peter denied Jesus three times. The first pope, the first leader of the church denied Jesus three times. <laughs> I mean, he, 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 I mean, even when, like right at the moment in Matthew chapter 16, when Jesus says, you know, you are Peter and on this rock, I build the foundation of my church. Right after that, he says, and I will, you know, the son of man must suffer and die. And Peter says, God forbid. And Jesus says, Get behind me, Satan. So Peter, right from the get-go, shows that, that his strength as the rock doesn't come from himself. It comes from being the Pope, that he would never teach false doctrine because the truth of God, the fullness of the truth of God comes from the Catholic Church. It doesn't mean that Peter <laughs> is the truth of God or that he's going to be perfect. It means that God is perfect and he proclaims his mercy, his word of truth, the seed of salvation in us through the church. And then, you know, the third scandal is, is not only did, did you know, all the other disciples run away except for one, 
But many of the disciples that Jesus chose were sinners. What a scandal. We're so hung up by scandal in our world today that, that we, can't, we can't get past it. We, we want to uproot every single you know, thing, you know, and with it, the good, because we're so scandalized. But that's why the, mer- the, the seed of, of, of God's word is mercy. God's creating out of nothing. And so if we're trying to uproot, you know, the, the, the weeds that are around the, the thing that's everything, mercy, then we're going to uproot everything because we're grounded. <laughs> the, the, the reason the soil has, has a, a, a meaningfulness is grounded in mercy. And so now we apply that to today and we, we look at the scandal that happened in the church over the last, you know, uh, really 18 years uh, that have, has been uh, made known to us but it was going on long before that. And, and we, and we, you know, there's been many times that I myself, in looking at the scandal, I, I wanted to leave. I wanted to, I wanted to, I, I didn't want to be the wheat planted among the weeds. I wanted to uproot myself and pull myself out of it. Oh, that was so painful. The weeds seemed to strangle, strangle alive the the, the seed of mercy that was planted in my heart through my conversion. But I, I read this parable and I realize if I leave, I'm going to uproot the good seed with the weeds. And so I, I need this parable because it helps me to remember that it's not my job to judge. It's only my job as the soil to receive the seed and if the weeds get planted into the the church then then so be it god has a plan at the harvest time at the end of time he's going to pull up all the weeds and burn them and then let the the wheat the good the good seed that has been growing uh, bear fruit and eternal life and so we can see the scandals in the church even recently in the last couple of years with the bishops and we can say, okay, yeah, there's weeds in the wheat. We can see all the, the hundreds of priests, the horrible things that we've heard. We can say, okay, there's weeds in the wheat, but that doesn't make the wheat bad. And so by trying to uproot, now that doesn't mean that the priest shouldn't be pulled out of public ministry or bishops shouldn't be uh, reprimanded and, and pulled out of public ministry. No, that, that's not that's not what Jesus is saying at all. And he gives a different formula for that later on in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 18 and 19. But nevertheless, we can't uproot ourselves from the soil. We can't leave the church and think that we're still going to bear fruit. We're not. We need to remain in the church, just like the seed needs to remain in the soil. And so be it if there's weeds, that's God's job to uproot them. And so the, the second uh, way that we can interpret this, uh, this parable is 
the, the, the soil is, is where we've been planted, right? So it's, it's your spouse or your, your parents or your kids or your siblings or your, the, your, your school or your neighborhood, you know, your, your workplace. And, and we can get so focused on the weeds there that we can forget that, there, that these people that God has put in our lives are made in the image and likeness of God. We need to see each other with the eyes of mercy. If we don't see with the eyes of mercy, then uh, we, we are, are not uh, going to, to be fruitful. We're, we're trying to, trying to grow uh, something out of nothing, but only God, who is mercy, can do that. St. Thomas Aquinas says that the first act of mercy that God did was the creation of all things out of nothing. And when we choose sin, we're choosing nothing. And so we, we choose Jesus Christ, who is mercy in the flesh, so that we let go of the nothingness, the meaninglessness, the emptiness, the darkness, the lies of sin, and can be born and bear fruit to eternal life. But this challenge of not being critical, not being judgmental, not hating or, or being offended by the, the things that, that the people in our lives do, the conflict being the center rather than the, the love. Uh, how do we do that? Well, that's why I said at the beginning, the first and most important uh I think way to interpret this passage is that our own hearts are the soil and that the seed is the word of God that we believe in our hearts. Jesus says in John chapter 16, the work of God is to believe in Jesus, to believe in the one whom God sent, Jesus Christ. And so so we are not going to be able to be merciful to the leaders of our church, to the people that God has put in our lives, unless we first receive God's mercy for us. Most of the time, if, if we're being critical of others, it means that we're secretly being critical to ourselves, maybe even secret to us. We may not see how we're avoiding looking at at the sins in our life because we don't believe or we're afraid that maybe it's not true. But Jesus says in the first parable, the key to all the others, that he scatters that seed of mercy everywhere. He scattered it on, on, the, on the good soil in your heart and even in the bad soil in your heart. And that he, if we allow it, will bear fruit 160 or 30 fold in our hearts, in our lives. And so, how do you do this? Well, we need to take time every day to meditate on His Word, to allow His Word to seep more deeply into us. We need to meditate on His promise, His gift of mercy. As St. Francis de Sales says, if we want to be merciful to others, if we want to 
receive God's mercy, we need to first be merciful to ourselves, to repent and believe in the gospel and to forgive those around us, but perhaps first to forgive you because Jesus forgives you. And so that is why we come to the altar every Sunday to worship the God who is mercy because we become like that which we worship. And when we worship him who is merciful to us, then we will be merciful to ourselves, to those he has put in our lives, in the church, and be his seed of mercy in the world. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.